I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters, the Swamp Edition. And it is swampy here in D.C. Uh, I am joined by all new members uh, of the panel, so we're really, really excited. First up, we have Jesse Kelly, host of the Jesse Kelly Radio Show. You came up with that name yourself? All by myself. I don't like to brag. Took some time. Yeah, well, good job on that. Good job on that. So what is your top story today, Jesse? Top story today is uh, there's a story in the Huffington Post about a man who's still going through counseling because an older woman kissed him when he was 23. Mm, I can imagine the trauma in that. I can't wait to get into the details. All right, and we have Drew Burquist, who is a Blaze TV host himself. First, tell us your show so that they can find you, and then tell us your top story. All right, yeah, well, it's good to be here. So the show is Experience Matters with Drew Burquist. Um, and the topic is the, the wall. Like, I want, I want to get into the wall. I want to talk about how Customs and Border is saying that their agents are, are demanding that we have it because it just makes sense. But also, and you've talked about this, and, and you did an awesome job, I want to talk about the $50,000 payment that everyone wants to leave. So we'll get into it. Okay. All right. And we have White House correspondent John Miller. And I'm so sad for you. You actually live here. I live here, which is a, a shame. Oh, and it's that's a, terrible. I deal with it every day. That's <laughs> terrible. But Blaze TV White House correspondent, what is your top story? So John? today I want to talk about the looming government shutdown. I mean, I hope the grass at the national parks doesn't get too dry while we try to figure out how to stop people from coming in and killing our families. Uh, got a lot to get into, obviously. Before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. I know I have two veterans here, uh, so I think it's probably safe to say that maybe some days certain parts of your body might hurt. Pretty much all of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you right maybe now. have been a little bit hard on your body. Okay, so I have a product for you. It's called Relief Factor. I was in a car crash in um, 2013, and I got a bunch of spinal injuries, protruding discs, herniated discs. I was just in constant pain all the time. Uh, finally found Relief Factor. I had tried acupuncture, massage, you name it, TINS unit, everything. It was just you know, temporary relief. Um, so Relief Factor, it's 100% natural, and um, it is... It, it finally has gotten me out of pain. Um, so if you're looking for something that's 100% natural, you've tried the pharmaceutical drugs, which I don't love to try. I know you men are like, natural, that doesn't work. <laughs> it, doesn't do, it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, well, this one does. So uh, you can get a three-week quick start pack for $19.95. About 70% of the people who try that quick start pack go on to buy it again. It's working. The odds are in your favor that it's going to work for you. If you're looking to get out of pain, go to relieffactor.com. All right, just so a 23-year-old man traumatized. We have to start with the most tragic story of yes. all. Absolutely. Look, I hate, to, I hate to bring everybody down, but uh, he was so traumatized <laughs> by this years later and claims that it was sexual assault. Mm. He, and I read the article. I clicked on the headline because I actually cared. Because, I mean, th- terrible things can happen to men. And I read down, and he talks about how he's still struggling with this. And I'm like, oh, what happened to this guy? And it's about second or third paragraph down. He's... <laughs> 23 and at a drunken college party and some cougar finds him and kisses him and he says sticks her tongue Ooh. down oh, no, his no. throat wow. no. sticks her That's tongue down his throat and then did it again at the party he then goes on to brag to all his friends about it for days but now that he's seen his therapist he realizes that now, he was sexually assaulted did the therapist tell him that he was sexually assaulted <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking because <laughs> I mean I really now have to go back through my history and figure out all the times that I was sexually assaulted because <laughs> I could be a, a billionaire by yeah, now absolutely. with all of the yeah. <laughs> a 20 
23-year-old man who gets kissed by a beautiful older woman, that's called a good night. Exactly. That's not called sexual assault. That's a good night. I mean, that's true, but I mean, we're teaching our females that too, aren't we? That, you know, if you go to a party and you, you know, how else are you supposed to date? other than you read into other people's cues. Okay, she's giving me the cue, she's flirting, she's into me, I'm gonna go in for it. Yeah. And then girls are being told later also that okay, and, and, he shouldn't have done that, you didn't give explicit consent. And the Title IX definitions un that Obama put in define uh, unwanted sexual advances. So she doesn't want it, it's sexual harassment, and that's how right. they define it, which is just insane. So, I mean, you want to know why so many people are single and the uh, fertility rates are going down. I mean, it's it's... Yeah, well, because that's so subjective. Yeah. Because you could have a woman who, okay, I find this man attractive, right. so he's going to say the same thing to me. I'm okay right. with you're it. Right, you're okay with it. As an ugly dude, you're not, you're, not, yeah. you're not good with it. Well, yeah. fertility rates are going down because right. of articles like this. In fact, your right. testosterone <laughs> levels drop. Yeah, when you read, read it. Right. the article. Right. I, I was almost a woman by the time but, I was done. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then this doesn't make sense. Like, I, like you, you the, the one... That, that's a great night for a guy, right? Like you said, like this, this is how you want it to end. If, if, if you don't want it to end that way, then you probably shouldn't be at the party. But for two, like you, you lose some serious bro points on that one. Like you're, you're dropping this card now, guys. I was kissed. Yeah. I'm seeing a therapist over it. Like, like it, it, it literally, it, it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be an attractive person either. Like, like you, you don't go see a therapist for yeah, that. Like, even if not you are that pillow soft inside that you feel like you were really, a, at least you should have some pride in front of your buddies and just shut up about it. Exactly. Don't pour. Real people have really been assaulted and had horrible things done to them. For sure. Get out of here. And you're with wasting the therapist's time. I mean, there's people who could be seeing that therapist who have actually been raped, have actually been sexually yeah. assaulted, yep. and I, instead you're wasting time with this stuff. Does the therapist enjoy this? Does this like, oh, this, is, this is too rich. You like, know he goes like, home and tells his wife, yeah. you wouldn't believe <laughs> yeah. the sissy I had on the couch today. Absolutely. I mean, it is a good way to make money, right? Absolutely. Tell someone something bad happened to them and have them keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think it raises an interesting point about the, I'll call it the Me Too movement. I realize that this was a male in this situation, but. Well, uh, male, men can be Me Too. Yes. Yep. yes. Don't be but sexist. I, I mean, Excuse me. Uh, females have dominated that movement for better or worse. Um, but it is it is sad to see them trivializing it like this gentleman right here in that there are actual survivors of real sexual assault. And we're lumping all of these things into this movement. And it's become really damaging, hasn't it? Yeah, that's the problem with all movements, though, is once a movement starts and you jump on, you water down the movement if you don't treat each and every individual case as its own case right. because they all have their own story and their own level of validity. And yeah. so when you have some 23-year-old dork whining about getting kissed, the women out there who've gone through actual awful things, that's embarrassing. Yeah. How could he stand in the same room with them? And, be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. and, and they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, they, you just had Sports Illustrated introduce Rachel Den Hollander, who's an actual victim of child molestation. Christine Blasey Ford's introducing her in the video, who is... It's unverifiable, uncorroborated, unsubstantiated accusations. And by putting them together, I think you do a disservice to the people who have actually experienced real trauma yeah. and have actually been victims She's of this stuff. She's up for Time Person of the Year, too, isn't she? <laughs> who isn't up for Time Person of the Year? <laughs> Jim yeah, she was in the top she ten. She was. She was in the top ten. Yeah. Even if she wins, she won't remember. Were you going to be in trouble for that? Probably. probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I want to move on to what's going on at the border. Yeah. So, you know, you had this week, you know, obviously, and again, you know, 
I thought John did an awesome job. So many people have talked about it, but you had this particular group from, from Honduras. Everyone's storming the border. Everyone's talking about how you know they're entitled to come in, this, that, and the other. But these guys took it a step further, which I think is hilarious. Like I think it's, it's you're laughing at tragedy. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> pure gold. You know. So not only do we want to come into your country illegally. We want you to uh, to improve the speed at which you are offering yeah, asylum. Yeah, too slow. Yeah, you're going too slow. So we're we're going to say you instead of 50 a day, we need you to process 300. Uh, and then also, by the way, uh, if you don't want us to stay here and keep pushing these initiatives, you need to pay us fifty thousand dollars per person to leave. And in like total like Hans Gruber style, <laughs> they've been like, you have 72 hours to complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like there's literally like a, a time window. It's like to me like. A, a perfect movie with like terrorists or like we need to let our comrades out of prison in Serbia uh, in the next 72 hours or we will start killing people like this <laughs> this is what's going on down there like it's just a whole nother level of absurd um, and obviously there's great people down there there's there's good people who want to come in they want to do it the right way uh, which I think everyone's for if they're not we just haven't too. seen any of them right. well, and, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that the people who want to come in the right way are the ones who are storming the border. Yeah, exactly they're not so there's break break you know everyone is is putting this emphasis on all the wrong pictures when you know you've got a bunch of military age males down there storming the border, throwing rocks, doing all the the wrong things. Uh, these are, by the way, the same people saying that they're entitled to fifty thousand um, dollars. And I can't wait. I, I told this to to John earlier. I can't wait to see the first. Democrat, liberal, whomever, or whoever you are, I don't care who you are, come out and actually defend this, whether it's I think AOC. it's going to be Cortez. Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez is my yeah. guess. She's yep. going to defend it. These people, it's not a lot of money. It's $50,000. Yeah. Just give them each. Just pay each one $50,000. Just pay it. They go home. They start a business. Yeah. And all the American citizens who want to start businesses and probably want fifty grand to start a business... Yeah. They don't and need surely money. that won't uh, teach anyone else that if no, they come if, over no. here, they can we, they get fifty grand to turn into, around. Right? Yeah. No, that's not setting incentive. a precedent no. at all. See, right? I totally, totally respect. Reasonable. I totally respect that kind of hustle. That's a great hustle, right? <laughs> it there. is. It's good like hustle. the guy who invented flats and sells it to women. I mean, that's just nothing but a hustle. It's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. But if you can show up at the border and demand fifty grand, it's worth an ask. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, the I'm, mouth don't get. I'm going to do it. Like I think we do it. Like let's go down and do it. We leave and then try. Make the, the truck and come back. Yeah, I can yeah, be Honduran. We film it too. We turn it into a documentary. Of we course. make money on top of the, the 50s. Just like a down payment. Yeah, that's just and that's the start. The beginning. Yeah. To get things off the ground. John, what is your? I know uh, you said that you have a video on this. So yes. What's your take on it? I mean, I just think it's absurd. There really is no other hot take other than the absolute absurdity of it. Yeah. And I and it's just incredible that the median and I uh, you know income I think in America is just above 50. So it's not that much more than 50. The average teacher doesn't make that much money. And they're saying, oh, it's not that much money, you guys, from the money you've stolen from us. I'm not, I haven't stolen anything no. from a Honduran. I so I don't, either. I don't know what they're talking about. These guys, but, maybe they have. Yeah, maybe. Together, <laughs> I have. I'm not going to deny yeah. anything. It was a busy <laughs> night last night. <laughs> yeah, and some of you, know, you might not remember, but so I, I, and I, and I think it is, uh, it's setting a precedent that, you know, the entitlements that you see and the, the, the mentality that they can just come to our country take what they want, and if we don't give it to them, they're entitled to money from us. I mean, we have people in the country who are suffering, and we have people in the country who have their own businesses they want to start, but it doesn't matter because apparently we have to help the Honduras, Hondurans start their business. And it's this right. kind of a globalist mentality where you know, we are responsible for the well-being of other people in the world, 
And I just think we have too many problems in this country to have to be responsible for people in Honduras. And we shouldn't Absolutely. forget. And Guatemala, claiming, we can't forget Guatemala and El Salvador. They're claiming asylum as well. Yeah. They're claiming asylum, but they're now interviewing the people and finding out they're not they're the, escaping. They're, they're not, not escaping. Nothing. They're coming here for jobs and a better right, life. Right, okay, right. I, I, which I get, but that's not that's what not asylum is for. Right. And in no. fact, I, I, the official numbers: nine percent of the people actually qualify for asylum. So it's you know they're clogging up the system for other people who actually have legitimate claims for right. asylum. For their nonsense, so right, uh, and I mean, Drew, even the border patrol chief that he was interviewed on, I believe Fox News, he's like, "We need a wall. We're all seeing this. We're the ones who are here. We need something. We need a barrier." Yeah, well, I, to, to me, like, yes, you do. Like, it's just common sense, right? You you see the security threats down there, and people are so ready and willing to, to be blind and, and right. turn a blind eye to the threats that come through there. It, it's not just the folks in the caravan. It's not just, you know, we've obviously got violent cartels out there. We've seen, you know, in my old line of work and, and other lines of work, you know, extremists come through that way. So it is, it is very porous and open. And it makes the job of everyone working down there super tough because, yeah, you've got drones now. You've got, you've got additional support. But it is a huge expanse of, of territory. So if you can funnel these folks in, you know, it, it also, I think, helps this whole okay, if your argument is it's inhumane to like do kind of the things that we do down there, well, the, the humane thing is let's, let's have a border because you're not a country without a border. Let's, let's make it easier on our folks who, some of which, the board, some of the border patrol don't even make 50. Um, like, let's, let's make it easier. And then the people who want to come legitimately, let's, let's funnel them into checkpoints. There's one here. There's one here. So you don't have a mother and her child out roaming the, the desert right, and trying like, to figure out how like, to get in. And you saw the kid, who, the young kid who died because, yeah. I mean, these parents, they're not feeding them because there is no food there. Right. I think there's more food back from where they came. But yep. I mean, what they're doing to these kids is close to child abuse. Absolutely. And, and you talk about a wall. I mean, you saw the pictures of the, the mom who tried to stuff her baby through the hole. So it has to be like a wall that actually goes into the ground yes. and underground. It cannot be a, uh, you know, a little fence that uh, doesn't actually do anything. Well, it's important we understand that walls and fences don't work. That's why every civilization in the history of the world is built. <laughs> it has built exactly, them yeah. to fortify their, their <laughs> yeah. country, their city state or whatever. Yeah. Great point. All right. Back in a minute. We're talking about at the border, these people who don't have food. Let me tell you what they need. They need my Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is, it's basically, it's emergency food supply. Now, I wouldn't call myself a prepper. I am not a prepper, but you never know what could go wrong. We've got wildfires that have been going on in California. You've got a hurricane. You never know when disaster is going to strike. You've got uh, the Democrats that are going to come into power in January. (laughs) Democrats are coming. You don't know when disaster is going to happen. Um, And that's the point, is that you have to plan for the unplanned. That's where my my Patriot Supply comes in. It is emergency food. It's got a 25-year shelf life. It tastes great. They come in these awesome little totes. It makes it super easy. You grab the totes, you throw them in the car, you go with your family. Everyone needs two to three weeks of emergency food supply. I'm not saying a year. I'm we not should saying start our own years. caravan and we take should. Patriot Supply and then deliver it to the migrants and then demand to come back in. And, and then get, get our 50, 50, grand. Grand. Get 50 yeah. grand. And then yeah. buy more. Yes. Perfect. I actually have a go bag already with food. With food ready? It, but I don't have anything like that. I do need to get <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got granola yeah. bars and things like that. In there, but I don't have real legitimate food like it, that. And it's so. perfect right now. They have a deal. Uh, you can get two weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two weeks of emergency food supply for 75 bucks. Oh, that's so, awesome. I mean, that's easy. That's 
cheaper than taking your family out to yep. dinner on Friday night. You know, so go to preparewithnews.com. That is preparewithnews.com. Order your two weeks worth of emergency food supply. 75 bucks. That's a no-brainer. Preparewithnews.com. John, I want to talk about the looming government shutdown. Yes. So, I mean, everyone is... Speaking of disaster. Speaking of disaster, I mean, the government shutting down, I mean, that's going to be... I don't know what the country's going to do. I mean, I don't know if how people are going to eat. I don't know how people are going to live. I don't know how they're going to feed their families. I think it, there was a poll that said the majority of people oppose a government shutdown. I think if more people knew actually what happens in a government shutdown, they would be more for it because the president still works. Congress still works. Presidential appointees still work. I mean, the TSA still works. Uh, the air traffic control postal office, that is all still open. So the, really the only thing is some people get a delay on their pay. Uh, parks are going to have to close. I know if you're planning a trip with your family to a park, museums are going to have to close. But at the end of the day, I think this is all worth it for fixing our immigration system, yeah. which all of these actual tragic things that are happening are happening because Congress can't get together and actually get things done. So I think that our government, they're not doing what we elected them to do. Uh, so why keep them open if they're going to, not going to do what they were mandated to do by the American people in 2016? The biggest problem with the government shutdown is it doesn't shut down enough of the government. Right. Right. And all the rest of well, it. Well, and too. it shows, too. I've been involved in a couple shutdowns, and you, you don't. You don't get your pay for a while, and then you, you get it on the back end, and right. it all works out, which which stinks for some it's younger families. Probably. It's inconvenient, It's inconvenient. And if you don't have savings because you're younger, then it then maybe bites you a little bit more than others. But it shows the level of bloat. Like, mm -hmm. it's like your emergency essential. Okay, so if you're doing operations you're still doing it you know all the folks at the white house you know so it's like well we can so we can get by with just this right what are you guys cutting, doing yeah cutting all non-essential employees yeah. i'm like if what? they're not essential so why, do we, why have, are we paying right, for them why exactly. do we have non-essential employees in the first place so what you're saying is don't panic so i, I don't panic i mean this government was shut down one time in dc because of wind it was too windy and so we had to shut down the government everyone was fine and there's no disaster wussy, it does it does but dc is a bunch of wusses who yeah. you know talk big so <laughs> so I, I mean I think that it's just one of those things where everyone is freaking out everyone thinks we have to keep government open because because just because right and we don't and I think that's it's for the better if you know the president I'm glad we have a president who's willing to shut down the government and who openly admits it and you saw I don't remember her name but the never Trumper who came out and said this is actually making me more pro-Trump because finally we have a president who actually has the gall to say if we're not getting the things I want to get done that the American people voted to get done then let's just shut it down I, I agree. think that's respectable I agree yeah. and I I was not a Trump supporter right. in, in the election, and I watched him in that meeting with Pelosi and Schumer, and I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. who else but Trump would go in there and, and just be it. like, yeah, I don't really care. I'll take the blame. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite part about that meeting was just how uncomfortable they were oh my in God. front of cameras. And they didn't know whether and they wouldn't to, look yeah. at him. They're like, like are they we in a meeting? Yeah. Or are yes. we in a kind of a photo op situation? And, and it just shows that they're completely different people when they're in front of the cameras versus when they are. Well, yeah. nobody's going to be as comfortable in tr as Trump is in right. front of the camera. Right. Trump right. owns the right. camera. But it is a little bit alarming that... Schumer and Nancy Pelosi were that uncomfortable discussing the business yeah. of the government yes. in front of the American of the people. God Why forbid. can't we have this discussion? Well, right, right. especially when we were coming off from an administration who promised they were going, going to be the most transparent government that there ever had been. Of course, they weren't. Right. But I thought we were supposed to appreciate transparency, and then Pelosi gets in front of the cameras. We and shouldn't be like, discussing uh, this in front of the American yes, people. Exactly. Questions his manhood. By the way, Schumer's slouching a lot. I'm concerned about his posture. Yeah, he looks, like a, he look, he looks like a little like garden gnome. Like yeah. he's sitting there, like it looks evil. Like, <laughs> he did. He <laughs> like demonic. That's a perfect. That's a perfect description. It's actually eerily. It was perfect. scary. Yeah. It was scary. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, Drew, I want to talk about the wave of digital bomb threats. Yeah. So this has been interesting. We've seen. You know, we always talked about. You know, working in in 
counterterrorism before how little things can have big impact, right? You look, you look back to the DC sniper case. The, the area was paralyzed, you know, people weren't sure where he was, where they were gonna strike next, and it had a huge effect. And while we're not, I'm not trying to give like tips and pointers here, like those have always been the concerning things. The bigger ones, you know, sans the biggest one, obviously on 9-11, you're usually able to figure out and stop and prevent because there's communications and logistics that go into this. But these, these ones here are interesting, and, and, and thankfully this didn't turn out to, to, to hurt anyone or have, any, have anything go wrong, but you had all these idle threats being sent across the country you know, via email and other digital means saying, hey, there's a, a bomb in the school, there's a bomb in the hospital, there's a bomb here, or multiple bombs. But, but what's really interesting about it is you had all of these folks being dispatched. You had bomb squads going out, you had you know, SWAT teams going out, you had you know, all sorts of emergency first responders going out and taking this very seriously. Um, and, and I think that that's a serious problem because you're taking our first responders offline for something that's not real. It's easy to do. It's easy to send out a note to someone. You know, you've seen it. I remember. I don't know if you guys, but growing up, someone calls in a bomb threat to the school, um, and, you know, and, and then you're all off. But like, here's my question though: How do you determine if it's real? Because God, gosh forbid, you end up ignoring, you know, a, a threat that is real. Yeah. How do you distinguish? Yeah, what, so you have to take all, you're yeah. not taking all of them seriously anyway. Yeah. Yes. Right. But maybe it should have been a red flag when the person asked for Bitcoin instead of actual, <laughs> exactly. actual okay, money. Okay, so this is not a real threat. It's somebody who's read too much Ayn Rand. Exactly. Right. No, I think it was actually one of the members of the caravan. They're just trying to get money out of it. But, but, <laughs> Find out how to get their 50 grand. <laughs> exactly. Get it somehow. Yep. But no, I, I, you have to take it seriously. That's the, that's the problem. Is like, and, 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 I, and I hope that it, it doesn't catch on because it's like, gosh, this, this, could, this could devastate. You know, it's obviously it strikes fear into people. It takes our first responders offline because uh, they have to take it seriously, and it it, it starts it starts to hurt our economy because you have you have people scared. They're staying in. You don't you know you don't you just don't know what's going on. So it it was an interesting story to me. Again, thankfully nothing came of it, um, but it's something that I think needs to be watched because hopefully people don't you know hopefully they get smarter and ask for something other than Bitcoin. But like um, like at least like a coupon or like a Groupon <laughs> or like a restaurant. At this like, point, yeah. a coupon would be much better than Bitcoin. It would be. It would be. I, my, exactly. I don't even look at my Bitcoin. Bitcoin portfolio anymore. Yeah, maybe one of the coupons for the Clinton tour. Right. I see now. Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, that's I'm sure you saw this yeah. before. Sure Bitcoin to me is like when people were saying, "Hey, you got to buy up a bunch of Iraqi dinar because it's coming back." Like everyone overseas would buy up this. Like it's not coming back. Yeah. It's not. Like, it's not. It's, it's never coming. Back. Have they all the people who were like, "It's going to be huge." Have they responded to the fact that it's been a, a dud? Like I feel like they should come out and address. No, the the, I think the I think the the working answer is. No, you just have to wait longer. Okay. I promise okay. it's coming. It's coming I promise it's <laughs> yeah. coming back. Uh, really quickly before we go, I want to touch on Michael Cohen responding to President Trump. He is saying, look, President Trump knew that uh, what we were doing was wrong. He knew that these payments were wrong. Uh, I'm going to jail, but... He was also in on it. Uh, I want to get your take. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. First of all, we've gotten, what has it been, almost two years of bombshell, bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. We're supposed to be talking about colluding with a foreign agent with Russia to completely dismantle our democracy. And instead, now we have the fact that the lawyer maybe made payments to two porn stars, and it's just completely detra distracted away from what the actual story is supposed to be. So I, I mean, the White House is so busy saying, you know, we, our hands are clean, we didn't do anything for the, from this. I mean, if the president did know about payments to the porn stars, does anyone care? Yeah, no, exactly. That was my statement, like, yeah, I could care less. And, I don't, yeah. and, and somehow they've concocted it so that it's campaign finance violation. Right. I, they're off for extortion. I mean, if they came to the president and said, we demand you give us this money or we're going to talk, that's extortion. Yeah. So for, it's incredible how the, the Southern District of New York and the special counsel, whoever's investigating it, has not 
gotten anything on that side and instead has found all these minor violations from Trump associates, Trump campaign associates, Trump transi transition associates. I think it's a little bit of a frightening precedent to set that you can have a special prosecutor appointed that's just going to shoot an arrow and paint a bullseye around it afterwards. If it's right. not Russia, if we, we really legitimately went from Russian collusion to paying off a porn star and that's what brings him down, that's not what you were supposed right. to be investigating. And if that's the way we're going to go, yeah. they're in trouble. All right, back in a minute. Yeah. All right, don't forget, if you have not gone to the new site, the new app, Blaze TV, you've got to go there. We've got Drew with his show, Experience Matters. Experience Matters every day. Yes, and you've got John Miller. The White House Brief is the name of the show. The White House Brief, and we... I'm not on there. What? I'm not on there. <laughs> what, what, what's I mean, with that? do you want just... to join the club, or...? Oh, yeah, I'll be on there soon, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. William? Especially after this performance. That's true, that's true. This was your audition, but I'm not Not so trying to sure brag. You, you know, the... uh, no, but you can go to blazetv.com and uh, use promo code NEWSCHRISTMAS. You can get $20 off. $20 off. Yes, off of your year-long subscription. That is News Christmas. We've got a lot more to come in overtime, those of you who are watching, who are subscribers. I would like to talk to you, Jesse, when we come back in overtime about your Twitter ban being oh, deplatformed. I'm sure you Can you give us all the dirt? I'll give you all the Give speed. us all the dirt coming up next. We'll see you in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Jesse, you are kind of Twitter famous. You're, you're Twitter famous. I, I would call you a celebrity. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. What else would you call me? <laughs> but, uh, Icon, maybe. So you were banned from Twitter. And it was supposed to be a permanent ban. Is that correct? That's correct. But it's weird because I just tweeted you this morning because you're back on. So can you explain how all of this played out? The best answer I can give is I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't because I don't harass people on there. I don't cuss at people on there. I don't do, I mean, terrible things to people. I goof off most of the time. And I was out putting up Christmas lights with my wife one Sunday, and I get text messages from people saying I'm banned. <laughs> I had no idea why. I hadn't even put up anything bad. And then I get an email that night saying you're permanently banned for repeated violations. Well, I don't, I've never had one email about violations or anything I'd done wrong. And then the whole country got mad about it. And a couple U.S. senators were basically threatening to subpoena Twitter about the thing. And the next day, the lights just came back on and they gave it all back. And there was... Really, nothing. So I mean, it's incredible because that's an because most people don't have you know all of that support that you have, and so it's you know if you're just a regular dude on Twitter who they decide to come after, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Right. right. I mean, all right. of us average people. Yeah. Who aren't <laughs> all you. Of us look, we don't. Yeah. Look, I can't expect the peasants to have all the same support. That <laughs> that. But it actually is a really great point. Of I mean, it was nice and it was flattering. Don't get me wrong. But all those people who have been banned and are still getting banned every day don't get that kind of support. And they don't get any kind of senator or anybody else jumping behind them. And they get wiped out. And Twitter's going to have to make a decision if they're a publisher or a platform. Because yeah. they want to be governed like they're a platform. But they're very clearly a left-wing publisher. I warned everybody back in August when they got crazy Alex Jones. Yeah. I said, yes. you can celebrate this all you want, but they're coming for you next. And yep. it just happened they came for me. Yes. And to this day, you still don't know what you said that was the offender? Oh. Yeah. 
That's, that's the crazy thing, because some of the people, like Alex, will say crazier stuff. You've got other folks who are crazy. By the way, Hamas and them still have They still have their right. accounts. Yeah, but, but, Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. Um, and isn't the tweet still where he calls Jews termites? Isn't that still, it's still, it's still yes. there? Yeah. Yes, it's still up. Yeah. And that's the thing. We should just, we don't have to be afraid of anybody's speech. Drew and I were talking about this over a beer last night. Let everybody speak. Let Farrakhan yep. speak. Yep. Let Jones speak. Let everybody have a voice. And the people can, are, can decide for themselves who and what they support. If Twitter gets rid of their entire speech policing department, just gets rid of everyone, yeah. what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? People, someone some, might be offended. Someone might have someone their might feelings hurt. Yes. Oh, no. And, um, Drew, you were saying earlier that now you can get kicked off of Twitter for misgendering someone. Yes, you can. Mm. Yes, I saw that policy, uh, which is terrifying uh, for some of the shows that we do. Uh, well, I thought that gender was fluid. So yeah. are you really misgendering them because they might be a well, you know, no, right. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I leave here, I will be a woman again. So like, <laughs> it's just, it's it's hard to know. And like, you know, I... With that much facial hair, you must be Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's true. Um, but like, yeah, I, I just don't get it. They make up all these... Pol- My big thing with Twitter and Facebook and all these folks is this. You can make all these rules you can have these you know little police you know groups that that look at all this even though they say that they don't like no this is we don't know like they, they i'm sure they didn't know what happened to your account and um but like just come out and own it like hey we only like democrats and liberals and people who you know are this or that or the other and we hate the rest of you like if they would say that i'd be okay with it i'd be like you know what Good on you. At least, but, being yeah, honest. You're being honest. but instead they say we love free speech, yeah. just not this kind of speech. Well, then you don't love free yeah. speech. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Every left-wing ideology, every single one, tries to censor speech. They yeah. try to burn books. They try to tell you can't talk and you can't talk and you can't talk. The only ideology that matters, the Western one about freedom, lets everybody speak. Yeah. Even uncomfortable speech, speech yeah. you don't like, even speech you may consider hate or something that, that really you can't stand, that person still gets a voice. He's supposed to have a voice. Supposed to. Yeah. yeah freedom of speech is not uh, subjective. Mm-hmm. It's just free. All right. A California state lawmaker, and John, you are from California? Unfortunately, yes. I live okay. in D.C. and I'm from California. You're from California. Shame to say so, it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'd love to get your take on this story. A California state lawmaker, uh, Joaquin Arambula, was slapped Beautiful with a, name. a misdemeanor charge of willful cruelty to a child because he spanked his seven-year-old daughter. So CPS actually came and took his kids. And you wonder why the kids are not okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. And um, so he admitted to it. He said, I did spank her. Uh, it's a very rare occurrence. It happens maybe once a year. She out and I can't calm her down and she gets and a you spanking. Spank her. Right, she gets a spanking. Now, and, the, the crazy thing is, yeah. just to dovetail with what we were just talking about, I mean, they're giving these kids hormones, they're giving them puberty blockers, they're telling them, you're actually a girl, even though it's clearly not. Right. That's okay, that's not child abuse, but, you know, something that my parents raised me with, you know, I got spanked not just once a year, it was much more frequent than that. Or, you know, popped upside the head if I did something wrong, mm-hmm. it's effective, it works, it's not child abuse, you get over it, yep. and it makes you a better person exactly. when you're older. Right. Why does he even have to justify how often he does right. it? Oh, it's written. No, it's yeah. my kids. Screw you. I'm yeah. trying to raise a good daughter. Yeah. I want to yeah. be a good person one day. If you don't like it, it's really none of your daggone business. Yep. Well, it's interesting because I, I tend to agree with you guys here, but it's interesting to see how this has played out uh, in the assembly because the Republican state lawmakers are pretty much calling for his head. They're saying that due to the egregious nature yeah, of the California charges, California Republicans, which... yes, he should resign. So, is that that's your answer to that? Is that they're California? They're California Republicans. There's no yeah. true Republican <laughs> conservative <laughs> there in There really California. isn't. That's why I had to go. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, it's just so, wait. That's why you had to go and come to and come to DC, DC to the conservative bastion that is known as Washington DC. <laughs> 
Um, I, you know, it is a, it's, I, I can't speak for those Republicans. I have no idea what they're thinking. But I think most common sense Americans, which common sense is not exactly alive and well in California, think spanking your kid when they act out and there's no verbal way to solve it is completely fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's rumors that Jared Kushner is going to be appointed Trump's new chief of staff. Wanted to get your quick oh, thoughts on that, Drew. I mean, they're going to get eaten alive for it. I mean, he can't make a decision that that sounds good to anyone because he's President Trump and Kushner's, you know, just lumped in with that because of it. Um, look, I think I think it can make sense. I mean, it's, I don't care. I don't care who it is. Like, it can make sense. But but regardless of who it is, he's going to get just raked over the coals for it. And particularly since it's, you know, a family yeah. uh, family figure, it's, it's not going to be good. John, why First of all, Kushner's a little boy. So I don't know if a little boy can run the West Wing. But on a serious note, I mean, it's, Burn, I, yeah. I, you know, it, I don't love the ideas that come from Kushner, I'll put it that way. Okay. And having him that close to the president, despite his managerial skills or whatever, uh, does not make me uh, optimistic. See, and that's what I was wondering, because, I mean, Kushner is not, it's, he's not conservative. You know, he's not a Republican. Um, but he does already have the president's ear, you know, being an advisor. So I just wondered how much of that would change, like how much more he would have President Trump's ear being in that position. And, and you know, I joke about him being a little boy, but I mean, when you're chief of staff, like you have to have the strong arm. You know, yeah. you have to be able to say, no, I'm sorry, you cannot meet with the president. You can't just walk into the Oval Office. Yeah. And you have to deal with everything. And he's going to have to deal with all of these investigations coming out of the House. So I think the president really needs a fighter in that position, and I just don't see it from Kushner. I could be wrong, but yeah. I just don't see that spirit in him. Yeah, Jesse, what's your take? Trump needs to bring in Rahm Emanuel. That's what he needs to do. The best, <laughs> best chief of staff uh. we've had in the last half century. You can hate him all you want, but he was poking people in the chest in the shower to get things done that Obama wanted. You say you want a strong man in there? Bring in Rahm Emanuel. He doesn't, he's not, he's not doing anything in Chicago anyway. He's, he's, that's so true. he's burning that's to the ground. Go twist some arms. And it, the Kushner thing looks awful. If he yeah. does that, it looks like it's a family it affair. Does. It looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, it really does. I mean, more than it already has, because he's, he's already working with him. Yeah. Although Kushner has done some good with... Um, prison reform, and then he's already working with Ivanka. Right. Well, so, right. It's not, yeah. an it's not a good Kushner look. that it looks terrible. It just right. looks terrible. You right. can't bring in that guy. Right. Right. Uh, that brings us to today's poll question: Will Jared Kushner be appointed chief of staff? What do you guys think? Let us know on Twitter. That is at the Blaze on Twitter. What do you think? Let us know. And yesterday's poll question was, should Kevin Hart and Kyler Murray, people who say ridiculous tweets when they're younger, should they apologize for said tweets? 2% of you said yes. <laughs> that they should apologize? No, I'm just happy that it's 2%. Oh, I know. Well, I'm mad that, that, that it's that high. Any percentage. Yeah. 95% of you said no. 3% said unsure. I'm not sure why you would be unsure. It's very clearly yeah. you should not have to apologize for a tweet you made when you were 14 years old because... Pretty sure everyone at this table would agree. I know I said some really stupid Here's my stuff. Like, how do we 14. fix this? Because I mean, eventually they're going to find it on everyone. That's what. That's what I, I think. We have no to have like some have sort of rule where, like, it's ten years. I don't know whether it's Twitter deletes your tweets, but like ten years, maybe nine years. Like, you're off. You you. There you is get an pass. app for that. I plan to download it. And it deletes your old tweets? Yes. Wise. Yes. I don't think yes. you should have to I apologize tweet, yeah. for a tweet you sent out yesterday. No. Yeah. Why is everybody so sensitive about what people say or tweet? If you don't like it, block or mute yeah. or move on. Stop coming for whatever people say. I don't apologize to squat. Yeah. No, own it. Just own it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Again, really quickly, tell everyone, I know we do a podcast. This is on podcast. So I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on social and your radio show. 
Go, Jesse. Find me on Twitter at Jesse Kelly DC and Instagram at Jesse Kelly DC. And I have the Jesse Kelly Show on 950 KPRC in Houston, available on iHeart. They're all podcasted. Just go to iHeart.com, download, and enjoy. I'm fantastic. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm not as fantastic, but um, I'm just glad to be around you. Uh, so you can go to blazetv.com and look for Experience Matters. Uh, you can go to opslens.com, which is the site we run uh, with experience-driven commentary, all prior intel, law enforcement, and military. And then on Twitter, it's at Ops lens and at Drew Berquist. Okay, and John? For me, John Miller, it's blazetv.com. White House Brief is the show. You can also follow me on Twitter at MillerStream. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. And Don't uh, drown in the swamp. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting out as quickly <laughs> as I can. I'm going straight to the airport. I gotta get out of here. And we will see you guys Monday. Thanks for tuning in. It was fun, guys. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. That was awesome. Good time. I, to- okay. I totally <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.